What's up, Raider Nation? Matt Holder here from Silver and Black Pride. I've got a very special guest for you guys today. Please welcome Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year nominee and Pro Bowl tight end from your Las Vegas Raiders, Darren Waller. Darren, thanks for coming on, man. How you doing? I'm doing great today, man. How are you? I'm doing awesome, man. Awesome. Awesome to be hit, hit, sitting here talking to you. So pretty great. Well, Darren, I really appreciate you being here. And I know you're here with Icy Hot and partnering with their new pro line. So why don't you tell us about a little bit about what you got going on over there? Yeah, so uh, I partnered with Icy Hot recently, uh, something that I feel like is uh, really in line with my values. Uh, as somebody that was addicted to painkillers, I feel like I had to go about dealing with the day-to-day pain of uh, my career differently. And uh, just to be able to have this opportunity to partner with Icy Hot, uh, not only to, you know, help advertise their product, but to actually use it and, you know, see some benefits for myself. Uh, I feel like it's a, it's a great match. Um, and one of the main things going on with ICI is the pro time off campaign. And, you know, it's basically because we see people that, you know, people get after it with the way that they work out, whether it be CrossFit, whether it be playing basketball, you know, like people that may not be professionals, but in their activities, they put forth a lot of effort. And so we just want to encourage them to take recovery seriously, um, you know, implement ICI into their routines, but more importantly, you know, that pro time off campaign is, and putting the emphasis on recovery for them so they can get back out there and continue to do the things that they enjoy to do. So it's kind of like a little bit of a, a cross world for you, or a little bit of cross promotion there. You get to get, get to promote your, uh, the brand and whatnot. And also, you know, a bunch of causes that you're in, involved in with uh, the opioids and all that good stuff. So awesome. Well, awesome, man. So I always like to start these interviews off by going into someone's background. And one thing that really strikes me about yours is you played wide receiver at Georgia tech, which ran the triple option at the time. I'm curious about how your experience playing in the triple option helped you transition to the tight end of the pros. Cause we know we got, you got a ton of reps run blocking. Yeah. So yeah, the obvious thing is, is blocking and the emphasis on that and having that be a part of your attitude and uh, you know, having that just be a part about your passion for the game. It's not just catching passes, but it's, it's doing whatever your team asks you to do. But the main thing that I feel like helped me out from tech was, you know, Essentially, if I got three passes in a game there, I feel like I hit the lottery, right? So it, it just forced me mm-hmm. to develop a perspective of I don't know when the ball is coming, but if I treat it like the ball is coming every time and I, and I develop a perspective of just making one play at a time and taking advantage of the opportunities that I get, it doesn't matter how many opportunities that I get, I'll take advantage of those opportunities. And it's translated into now where, you know, I have more opportunities and I make those opportunities happen, but it's not like, I go into it saying I'm getting hundred catches this year. I'm getting this is now. It's just like, I'm going to make something happen or put myself in a position to make something happen. That one time that pass comes to me. And over time, those ones stack into a hundred or whatever it is. And so it's just that perspective of I can do this one play at a time, you know, one day at a time, whatever in my life that I'm dealing with, but especially in football field, that perspective from tech has really helped me in my career, just keeping the game simple. So I take it that you've heard the, uh, the saying, no block, no rock, uh, a few times in your uh, career. A couple times here and there. <laughs> here and there. <laughs> awesome. Let's move on to your NFL career. You were drafted as a wide receiver by the Baltimore Ravens and obviously eventually switched positions to tight end somewhere along the line. So I'm curious, when exactly did that position change happen and how did that come about? Uh, that position change took place at the end of my rookie season. Um, before like we went home for the offseason and whatnot, they were like, yeah, we're thinking about moving you tight end. Uh, I'd be eating a lot of fried food at the time. So <laughs> I was about 242 at the end of my rookie year. You know, I was still, you know, moving fast and athletic and stuff. So I guess they saw that and were like, you know, we could take advantage of some matchups. 
you know, see how he does, see how he transitions into it. Uh, so that's how it came about. And then I essentially went home and watched YouTube highlights of all the tight ends that, you know, cause I was like, all right, well, let me figure out how I'm going to go about doing this. So yeah, it happened at the end of my rookie year and I came back my second year and it was tough, man, trying to block Terrell Suggs and Barry <laughs> Smith at practice. You know, I was getting my chest caved in, yeah, but I feel like those, mo- those moments of, you know, of uh, just things not really going well, and but still finding a way to get through those. And then, you know, with my suspension and everything, but those early days really laid a foundation of like, okay, this is not going to be easy. It's a process. Like I trust it. Um, and, you know, four, five, six years later, it pays off. So it's just, you know, you just got to stay committed long enough to see the good happen. Yeah. I, uh, I imagine that's played off pretty well. I, I'd say that I'd agree with that statement. So I'm curious who were the, who are the tight ends you looked up on YouTube? Um, at the time, Greg Olson was going crazy in the league. Um, and Zach Ertz, Greg Olson okay. and Zach Ertz were two I watched the most. Uh, Travis Kelsey, um, who else? Was Jimmy Graham, Saints Jimmy Graham for sure. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, Jermichael Finley from the Packers. Uh, those were those were some of the guys that you know were the ones I was looking at the most. So if I'm remembering this correctly from the broadcast of last year's season opener, I believe the Ravens don't have their practice squad players warm up before the games anymore because that's how the Raiders snatched you up. So if I'm remembering that correctly, and I think by your reaction, I am, is it kind of cool knowing that you changed the way an organization operates? That is hilarious. Um, I mean, it, che- it checks out, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I was, I mean, I get it. Like it checks out, but that's, that's just funny to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I want to fast forward to the 2019 season. You were a featured player on Hard Knocks, but outside of that, you were pretty much an unknown commodity. Then you end up bursting onto the scene for a 90-catch, 1,000-plus-yard season, and everyone knows who you are. When you were a wide receiver playing the triple option or some of your darkest days with the Ravens, did you ever imagine it was possible to be where you're at now? No. (laughs) You know, I just wanted, wanted to first and foremost just enjoy my life, you know, like respect who I saw in the mirror looking back at me. Uh, I wasn't really thinking about numbers. I wasn't thinking about being somebody that, you know, I can't really go a lot of places without being recognized. Like I never thought I'd have to deal with those things. Like I thought it was just, you know, I was going to, you know, get my crap together a little bit and, you know, hopefully live a normal life and enjoy it. But, you know, to be in the position I am today, it's like every day I'm just kind of like mind blown by the things that take place and that continue to unfold in my life. I'm just like, Feels like you, I'm playing with house money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I also want to talk about this past year. It seems like you battled injuries all year, even as far back as training camp. Was it frustrating to deal with setback after setback? And are you doing anything different in your training this offseason to prevent that from happening this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, last year was definitely frustrating, you know. Um, you know, I played, I think it was, you know, a good amount to stress to start the season, and then it was like, before we played Philly, I got tripped by a teammate at practice on Friday and missed that game. And then it's like, okay, I bounced back the next week, or it was a bye, and I come back the next week, play Cincinnati, I had a good game. And then it was like I was coming to that Dallas game, and I was like, I felt like I was about to go crazy that game. And then I got rolled up. So it's like those things that you don't have control over. Mm-hmm. took a while to bounce back. As soon as I got back from that or felt good enough to help the team, I got COVID the very next day. Like I was going to come back <laughs> to practice, so. Uh, it's tough, but I mean, you realize like, you know, there's a lot of things you can't control. The game is violent. The game is, you know, it's a hundred percent injury rate as the NFL PA always tells us every year. And it's like, 
you know, the guys that make it through full seasons, like I was able to do two years in a row are blessed. And so it's just, you know, part of the process that I can't get too frustrated or get too worried about. Um, but it's helping me focus on stretching mobility, um, you know, all the little things I can do to prevent certain imbalances. Um, so it's just taking all those things into consideration and have my body feeling great right now and, uh, you know, do the best I can to keep it that way, uh, in the best of my ability. Gotcha. So speaking of this off season, OTAs are going on. You guys have had some voluntary workouts with Josh McDaniels and the new coaching staff. What are your first impressions of your new coaches? Um, I respect the new coaches out the gate already, uh, just from their, the way that they're challenging us, the way that they're holding the high standard and just the way that they teach, you know, they teach in great detail. Um, and you can tell and see, you know, just from the places that they've been, the product that's been on the field because of that emphasis on details. And, um, you know, I, and I love just being challenged in a positive way. And I feel like this system is doing that for me, doing that for uh, guys on the team. And I feel like it's going to lay the foundation for the success. You know, you got to you got to pay for it in advance. Absolutely. One thing that McDaniels has preached with just about every position is versatility and guys playing multiple roles for you. Has the new staff been asking you to do things that you haven't done before or maybe haven't done in a while? Yeah, a lot of new things and a lot of new things that, you know, I'm seeing that I'm actually good at that. I just never had done. <laughs> I can pick things up and learn things fast, you know, and uh, but yeah, they're, they're asking us to do a lot of things to not show up and just, you know, you know, be the same thing or like we can be a team that can beat teams in different ways week after week after week. But we just have to put the emphasis on knowing what we're doing in order to make that happen. So I'm excited about all the different ways it's going to look. So should we Raider Nation expect to see uh, Darren Waller used a little bit differently this year? And what can you give us a little snippet of what that might look like? Uh, I mean, you know, can't, can't hand out uh, specifics, Absolutely. but uh, I'm sure you, you're going to have to look at the screen and see, you know, which ways are we going to be lined up this week? Which way or where is he lined up this play? You know, it's, it's going to be different. And I feel like that's what allows uh, great offenses to continue to succeed, uh, even when teams may know what you're trying to do. Gotcha. So it sounds like you'll be playing a little bit outside, a little bit in the slot and in line then this year. Yeah, man. You just got to stay Everyone. tuned. So I want to wrap things up here talking about your contract. You've got two years left, but you're the 17th highest paid tight end on a dollar per year basis. I think we can all agree that you're not the 17th best tight end in the NFL. So is it frustrating to not get compensated as a top player at your position like you are? Um, I mean, as a human being, anybody would, anybody would like to be. Um, but at the same time, you know, I feel like for me at this point in my life, uh, you know, anything good that's come in my life, I just I trust uh, God's timing on, you know. And I feel like now is a great opportunity for me you know, to present myself as a leader on this team when I have a clear opportunity right in front of my face to be frustrated or be resentful or be like, where's mine, but still show up to the building every day and put in work and try to be a positive influence and uh, do things the right way, go about my work in a way that is uh, respectful and honorable um, in the face of all that. And that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I enjoy being there on a day-to-day. -day. I enjoy being around the coaches, being around the players. So that thought really doesn't even cross my mind as much as people think it would. You know, I, my agent is going to do his job. I have complete faith in him. And I'm just enjoying this process of building the foundation towards the season. And when things figure themselves out, you know, I'm going to be happy. I'm gonna be, it's, it's, it's all a blessing. Uh, like I said, I feel like I'm playing with house of money. So, um, yeah, there's, it's, it's easy to 
uh, get frustrated sometimes, but I feel like for me, um, I feel like it's better for me to flip the perspective and be like, this is just a great opportunity for me to go out there and show other people that, hey, even when things don't go your way, you or it may not be exactly how you want them to be at a certain point in time, you still show up and, and do what you've been committed to. Gotcha. So I know you've said you're letting your agent handle all the contract talks and you want to focus on stuff that's on the field, but I'm curious if you got, if you've gotten a progress report at all, or you, have you been completely uh, hands-off with how those negotiations have been going? Um, yeah. As far, as far as progress, I don't know. I told my agent, Hey, like he's shown me his plan, how he wants to go about doing it. I'm like, Hey man, yeah, go ahead. Uh, keep me in the loop when something major happens, but you know, I'm here, I'm working. Uh, and, I, and I'm not going to put my mind on that stuff because it's not going to serve me as being the leader on this team and just being my best version of myself on a day-to-day basis. So when, it, when he got something good for me, he'll let me know. And Sounds, uh, good. Too. Sounds good. Well, I think I have my answer to this question, but I do want to ask, is there a certain ranking where you think you, you or you want to be as far as, uh, you know, compensation goes at your position? Is there a certain spot that you feel that like you should be at or you want to be at at the end of the day? Um, a spot that reflects, you know, what I've done, what I've uh, accomplished, you know, and you, if you compare it to other people and see that those numbers are similar, uh, put it there. But, you know, for me, I'm grateful for, uh, you know, whatever, all that I've been given to this point and, you know, whatever comes to me, uh, if and when this new deal happens, uh, you know, I'm grateful. I know, you know, my agent is going to, you know, push towards uh, the top range because just that's where my performance has been. But uh, I'm not a guy that needs, you know, everything in the world or to be the guy that's headlining and he did this, he did that, you know, I want to, you know, just continue to play ball and have fun. And the, the, to be able to do this for a living is, uh, it's like, how do we even, how do we even get here? You know, but so however it happens, however it happens. Awesome. Well, I feel like that's kind of a unique mindset. I feel like you also are somewhat unique in that most players who are in their contract negotiation don't even show up to training camp. But like we were just talking about, you've been at OTAs, you've been at voluntary workouts, which is a commendable decision. So what made you decide to show up in the off season program, especially the voluntary stuff? what a lot of people in your situation wouldn't. Um, I, I feel like my life has gotten better when uh, I d- took a perspective of what I could give or what I could get out of life. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes now, Winston Churchill, somebody that, you know, I'm becoming very enamored by. And he's, one of his quotes was make a living by what you get, but you make a life by what you give. So it's like, if I take the perspective of what I, the, what I could give to this team, uh, it involves me showing up every day and being myself and, you know, showing love to my teammates and picking them up when they're down and giving them words of advice and, you know, having deep, vulnerable conversations with them and building a relationship. Like those are the things that are more important than money to me these days. And that's why I show up. Gotcha. So Winston Churchill, he's somebody that you, uh, you've done some more studying on. How'd that come about? Um, dude, I don't uh, So the first quote I saw, you know, kind of when, you know, my life wasn't all that great. Uh, it's his quote, failure or success is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And I was just like, that's fire right there. <laughs> like, you know, somebody's failed as much as I have. It's like anything to flip that perspective uh, is awesome. So it's like, I just got his uh, biography from Amazon. It's like a thousand some pages. So I'll have to start chopping that down pretty soon. Uh, I, have, I have a Winston Churchill portrait on my ankle. Oh, really? Well. 
him smoking a cigar because I like to smoke cigars. Too. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. But yeah, he's it, it's the more and more I learn about him, it's just like his mind and his words are just incredible. I, I got to be honest, Darren. I did not expect to come out of this interview knowing that you have a tattoo of Winston Churchill. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, try to keep you on your toes. <laughs> exactly. One question I forgot to ask you before we officially wrap up here. Another new face, Devontae Adams. How have your where what's your impressions been of Devontae so far? And how do you think he's going to open things up for you offensively? Man, Devontae is just smooth cat, man. Anytime he like, because you know it's like people talk about his releases all the time off the line of scrimmage. It's just like anytime he, you know, just comes out and just hops and it's just like we just back there giggling because mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see. But yeah, he's as as advertised and he's just a cool dude, man. Like in the locker room, like you know, wants to be around people and laugh and just, and just kick it, you know? So it's awesome to have a guy of that ability, but just, you know, that kind of person and that personality um, meshes real well with our team. And we love having him around for sure. Awesome. Darren, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you so much. Before you go, is there anything else you want the good people of Raider nation to know about? Uh, Yeah. Raider nation. Um, you know, Darren Waller foundation, uh, we're continuing to grow and expand and do things for, people that are uh, struggling with addiction and looking for a solution. Uh, We're blessed to be able to help uh, in this area, expanding programs with aftercare, um, of course, sending people to rehab on scholarships. Um, But yeah, so DarrenWaller.org links to to donate, to learn more about what we're doing. Um, Also co-host a podcast about to drop season two. It's called comeback stories. Episodes start releasing on June 20th. Um, got some amazing guests, uh, guests that I'm like, I don't even know how we got these people to come mm-hmm. on here and talk to us, but, uh, stay tuned on that. Um, it's going to be awesome, but yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I have a music video I'm putting out tomorrow. I haven't told anybody that. I was going to ask you, so I was going to ask you how the rap career is going. So you got a music video coming out. Can we get a, get a quick sample or anything? Get a little freestyle maybe for the end? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not save a- it. I write all my stuff. Whenever it comes to me, I write it. But um, it's a video. Um, I have a last album. It's two songs. It's two songs in one. The first part is All Things. The second part is Introduction to My Thoughts, which is the first song from my last project. So, yeah, I'm putting that on YouTube tomorrow. You got the inside scoop, man. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll see what we can do. I'll, I'll get the teaser going out there then for you. Ooh, man. Well, awesome, Dan. Thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. I know all the Raider fans are going to enjoy this. Raider, Raider Nation, you guys know where to follow me, Adam Holder95 on Twitter. Follow Silver and Black Pride. Until next time, guys. Absolutely.